Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here bringing you another fun-filled episode of uh, Seat Time so that you guys can have a little bit more of an enjoyable Tuesday evening. As always, we are in Texas. As you can tell, this set would be way too heavy to move to any other state, let alone even to another damn room. So for those of you who have absolutely no idea what Seat Time is, Seat Time is the online show for the off-road enthusiast. We're the beer-drinking, binge-racing show that just talks about the wicked world of off-road dirt bikes, uh, and having a good time. Uh, so you guys can find Seat Time if this is your first time tuning in. You can find us all over the place. We have a website at SeatTime.co if you're watching live. Obviously, you've already figured that out. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All that kinds of fun stuff. Uh, good thing, though, is, is we as well post this after the fact. So we will archive this on the site. And we're going to have it on Stitcher and iTunes. So if you guys do listen to podcasts while you're driving to work, at work, or just you know hanging out while you pretend to be listening to your significant other, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. But search for Seat Time as two words, not one. Um, and as well, a pint full of awesome will probably show up in the show description. Because as always, uh, I would love to say that this is just a straight uh, glass of vodka. But not this evening. Not this Tuesday. This Tuesday is a little different. We'll talk about that later. Um, so obviously, big thanks to all of our sponsors for uh, being supporters of Seat Time. Of course, Fly Racing, as you see there in the intro, they, are, they have been our biggest supporter, continue to be our biggest supporter, and we have another great pintful of awesome award to give away a little bit later in the show. Um, you know how we do it between guests. That's the way we roll. Um, and of course, for this evening, we would like to thank uh, Fast Company, the guys over at Fast Company there in Washington, Utah. Great, great products like the Flex Handlebars and the Torx Sprocket wrench um can't 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 ride without those things nowadays so I, i'm glad that i've been introduced not only to the company and the people that work there but as well their products uh you, you can't you can't ride without them and you don't want to not, not have friends without them so check them out at fastco.com great dudes over there um last bit of house cleaning is i don't know if you guys noticed we did a lot of talking about the tank tops so keep calm and brap on tank tops you literally have two more days to purchase them we need to sell 10 more so that the uh, order can go through we're literally trying to do this just to help pay back the credit card a little bit for the funds that it kind of took to build this so if you guys think that this is it makes the show a little bit better 18 bucks plus shipping and handling it's teespring.com slash seat time dash brap now, that's not on the screen, and I'm not going to spell it for you, but you can go to our Facebook page. It's there, and you can click on that link and purchase that, and we would be extremely, extremely grateful if you would, uh, wouldn't would mind supporting the show. What I'm excited about with these tank tops is it's going to be perfect for your sun's out, gun's out uh, selfie later, later this summer. Can't you tell? I'm really buff, and I think it's going to be a fantastic time when I wear it, and everybody else doesn't because they missed out on it. So... That, as we like to say, is all the house cleaning to get the show started. Um, and then from there, we're going to bring our first guest on for the evening for episode 118. It is Mr. Robbie Marshall. I've heard a lot about this guy, seen some cool pictures, tons of cool video. The dude's rocking two strokes, wherever two strokes can be rocked, even when they shouldn't be, quote unquote, because bitches be hating. But this guy's pretty badass, so I have to ask, Mr. Marshall, how is your evening going, kind sir? Good, good. You know, we're just over here on the East Coast, uh, winding down. We're uh, getting prepped for the 
upcoming two weeks, Daytona. We call it Daytona up north, you know. <laughs> so we go and get tuned for the week, have some fun. And uh, we're actually leaving Saturday, so just taking it easy for a few nights and getting stuff together. Dig it, man. Dig it. Well, one of the things that I, I've heard you called of is, is the Marshall. Now, obviously, your last name is Marshall, you know, and it's like we had a Josh Gmith. He's called the Sheriff. What does that nickname mean? Does it mean anything? Is it just kind of random? Is there any kind of a backstory on that? Um, not really. I mean, most of the time these days, people call me Uncle Marshall because I'm like uh, I'm like everybody's uncle. All my buddies that try to help them out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. One day they were just, you know, they don't they don't say the Marshall. They say the Marshall, and that's where they are. All boys up north, and uh, yeah, I mean, they just kind of started calling me it one day, just the Marshall, the Marshall, you know, and and then it uh it stuck with me. I think the midget Jimmy D started started the whole thing. <laughs> It's funny that you call him the midget because he is ridiculously short. Yeah, and he I, goes ridiculously fast for how short he is. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of interesting. He's been doing it, – it was cool to see him. He was on the 450 for a couple of the West Coast Supercrosses, and now he's on the 250s for the East Coast. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys are good friends with him now that we mentioned him. Do you do you think he's riding to his potential? What do you think he's – you know, how his Supercross is going? Yeah, I mean, you know, the he did it as as – on point as you could do it you know he worked so hard in the off season months and months of him training and you know traveling around and and doing what he needed to do and got on the 450 and i mean he's doing this whole thing on his own you know he's building his own sponsors building his own program and and you know he's got good people behind him and he's doing it all you know all on his own and he got some experience with the 450 and then he's out there in the lights class and uh i think you're gonna see some podiums before him out of them before the uh, the season's out, but I mean, you know, I can say from experience, it's next to impossible to go out there. And I don't care if you got a fifty thousand dollar budget out of your own pocket. You know, a team is a team, and it comes with the whole program. And you know, not running against those guys is is it really is next to impossible. And I mean, he's out there going for it, and and you know, it can be done. Everyone wears pants, and I definitely think it's only a matter of time, but. You know, I hate to see it because I mean he's a he's a really good Supercross rider, and you know I would think after the few years he's had with Supercross that he'd at least get get some sort of a deal. But you know, all he can do is keep trying his best and keep uh, hammering out there, and hopefully something comes of it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it I, I've I've had a great time watching the Supercross this year. Um, it's been much more exciting. Of course, uh, you know when uh, was it Jamie Rutley? And, uh, and, and uh, Amy Hood kind of came on the scene last year. Everybody was like, holy crap, why do I have an erection? Oh, right, because they're extremely hot. And then you see Jimmy Dakota's hanging out with Jamie Rutley, and I was like, oh, well, that's – I was like, that man is, is living a lot of, lot of men's dreams right now. So it's, it's – uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely works hard, and uh, he, does, he does the best he can with what's in front of him, just kind of like we all do, and – you know, he got the girl thing. He, it was funny because he hasn't had a girlfriend since he was like 16 or 15 or something. And all of a sudden, he just went soft out of nowhere, you know. Like, <laughs> seen him one day and he was completely fine. Jimmy, blah, 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 crazy. And then, then, you know, a month later, I seen him and he's all like cuddled up on the couch over there. And I'm like, whoa, 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 dude. What do you got going on? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm soft, man. You know, I'm soft. So oh. it's, it's good to see. You know, we all go through it. And, uh they're really happy together, so you know you just can't can't be can't help but be happy for them. Oh, for sure, especially when it's your friends. I just like it because the pictures are awesome. Keep them, keep yeah. them going. 
Uh, yeah, we say it was it was Amy and Jamie Moto Adventures. Now it's Jimmy and Jamie Moto Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could get some bedroom adventures. Those are the videos and pictures that I want to see. But unfortunately, that's a, again that's the other show we do Thursday nights. You guys come back and we'll have everybody on for that. So it'll be a good time. So. What the hell is going on with your 2014? I know that I haven't really seen you at too many J-Days racing, um, but I also know that you've got the Ram track, so you started a new business. So, you know, dive in into any of that kind of stuff where you want. But, yeah, tell us a little bit about what's been going on with the Marshall as of late. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I kind of uh, started my own deal a few years ago with the track building thing, and it was just kind of on the side, you know, I mean, being a professional motocross racer, you know what I mean? You make 10 grand one week and then you don't make any money for two months and pay out your ass nonstop. So it's like, you know, I had to kind of find something something else I could do to, to support my life. And, uh, you know, I've always run machines and taken care of a track we have up at Mass Crow Hill. And, uh, you know, I built a couple down here for some friends and, you know, I realized, man, I love this. You know, it's something I like to do. And, I really enjoy it and I seem to be good at it. So I, I kind of went down that venue, started my own deal and it's, uh, it's going good. It's growing. And, you know, I just kind of try to keep it affordable as I can for the, for the customers. You know what I mean? It's like when, when somebody, somebody wants a track and, you know, I build a five, $10,000 track for a couple grand for them. They, they can afford it. You know, no one can afford a, a if, Hey, if you, if it's going to be six grand, they'd rather buy a brand new bike and go to the track and pay 20 bucks up the street. So I, I try to keep the cost down the most I can and, you know, obviously make it worth it for me and them and get them a good track set up. But it, it's, uh, like I said, you know, it's going good. Been uh, growing a lot more. I just launched my website and it uh, actually took off a lot since I've done that. Cool. So uh, doing that a little bit. And then as far as the racing goes, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to Loretta Lynn's again this year. It'll be my uh, uh -oh. 25 plus class going for the title in the uh, first plus class for me. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, you know, it's crazy with the industry. I mean, I've gotten a few top fives and in, in some nationals. And, I mean, it's it's cool on that day. But after that, nobody really cares. You know, they pat you on the back and you get your, like, your seven, five, six, seven hundred $700 paycheck from MX Sports, whatever it is. And you're like, wow, that was brutal. Like, I just got fourth place at a national and I made 700 bucks. Right. So, uh yeah, I mean, I'm going back to the amateur stuff, and and it's uh it seems to be good. You know, a lot of the sponsors I'm riding for are excited about it, and uh, try to work with the kids as much as I can, and and it's good. You know, they all go to Loretta's and stuff, and it really opened my eyes. I went down to Minio's this year just to to help out a couple kids I was working with, and you know, it, it it's really the roots of the motocross is is the amateur stuff, and you know, it's it's a lot different for the sponsors and everything because. You know, I mean, the privateer guy on TV isn't getting any coverage. Nobody, you know, anybody that's following them is following them because they're a fan, not because they're seeing them on TV or anything. So it's uh, it's good and trying to give back a little bit. And, you know, I never got a title at Loretta's. Always got pretty close, got a few seconds and thirds and never got that title. So if we could go for the be turning 25 in a month i'll be going for my plus title <laughs> oh man well that's gonna be cool to see uh what, what's the closest area qualifier for you um i'm actually gonna do the the south of the border one for the southeast and then i'll probably do one for the northeast too just in case we get some bike problems at the regional or something but uh yeah i'm gonna i'm actually gonna race the 25 plus and then the 250 uh pro sport or whatever the the 250 pro class is down there on my two-stroke battle it out with the kids a little bit so oh man it'll uh, be good 
So uh, back to the, the the track construction for a little bit. I wanted to know what what does it take to construct a good track? Now I know anybody who knows how to you know move, do some earth moving might think that they know how to make a good track. But what's one maybe one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to building you know a really good track for somebody? Be it yeah. on road, <laughs> off road. I mean uh, you know moto, supercross, or off road or however. The, uh, the thing I kind of you know promote in my business is. Uh, you know, I didn't race 10 years ago. I didn't grow up racing. You know, I race now. I race professional stuff right now. I race amateur stuff right now. I race off-road stuff right now, you know, on any level from a local level to a professional level. So, you know, when someone hires me for a track, it, it's whether it's a vet rider or an amateur rider or, you know, a woods guy, whatever, you know, I can just tell by the type of rider they are right away what kind of track they're looking for, you know, what's safe, what's uh, what's you know what will get them better and you know it's it's something that i've always done when i'm riding around the track i always find myself being like oh you know what would flow better here what would be a little bit better section here so it uh it definitely helps that i that i still ride and race and you know i try to incorporate that in in the business and the tracks i do but you know it, it's still trial trial and error you know as far as like you know drainage stuff like that if i build a drain pipe or build a drainage ditch it might work or might not work and you know it definitely is a, a little bit of trial and error but i mean as far as all the jobs i've done so far they've all come out you know better than the than the customer wanted so i try to try to do the best job i can with what's in front of me but i mean mother nature definitely plays a huge thing it's unreal like it, i can work for three or four days straight 14 hour days never get off the machine sun up to sundown one storm comes in and smokes out everything i just did and i'm like <laughs> god you know it's just it's brutal and i'm i'm definitely still learning you know i'm i'm totally different from now than i was a year ago and a year before that you know i used to just groom and now it's takes a lot more to build and like i said you know with the drainage and and stuff like that but you know it's like anything the more time you do do it you do it the the better you get at it for sure um well that's interesting yeah i've I've never thought that I've, I've always tried to build like dirt jumping trails that's about the extent of my building if you will um but yeah i mean the biggest thing for me is always thinking about if if i could actually jump it and if it looks too big i probably couldn't jump it because i'm yeah. a wuss so yeah I don't know. One day I figure I'm 35 or coming up I'm 35. So I figure one day my balls are going to drop and I'll be able to just jump shit and not care. I doubt it. Yeah. Whatever. I hear you. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to send anything. I mean, I didn't give a shit flipping snowboards, like you name it, I'd go for it. And you know, now I'm like, ah, I got to go to work on Monday. I'm like, uh, what if I eat it and snap my arm? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, okay, I'll do it. And yeah, you got it. it. <laughs> I love it. If somebody builds it, I got to hit it. I don't care what it is. I mean, all those videos people saw of, like, the Marshalls pit and all that, like, you know, those things, I just one day went out there and built them. And, you know, some of my friends were like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And I'm like, well, we built it, so somebody's got to do it. So I'm going for it. If it's this, it's got to be hit. Right. You know? <laughs> That's funny. That's It's a lot like uh, as, as I was doing some of the research, kind of looking around for uh, bits. What's that? What is Lost oh, that sucks. We'll be back on in a second. Apparently, it just dropped signal. This is one of the awesome bits of being having home internet. Can't connect to Ustream. Is it? Or... 
Why is it? It says it's still recording too. That's stupid. Yeah. Fuck you. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's try again. Are we back, Steven? Looks like it. Woohoo! All right. So, uh, as we were just talking about all the two-stroke stuff, and uh, you uh, whipping it and ripping it and just hitting shit, whatever, um, I had done some research looking around, and I noticed that you had some f uh, your five two-stroke commandments uh, that you had posted up on Verve Moto. Um, and one of them was really just like as far as the throttle goes back is where you should keep it. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about more about these commandments and where they came from and how you live your life by them. Um, what I don't even remember what they were. What were they? They from oh, that. Now I gotta idea. find them. Yeah. All right, you ready? You talk yep. about how cool you are. I know, oh, here it is. Verb moto. Bam! It's a good thing I have history. All right. First one. Don't ever let off, especially on a jump. She's meant to rev. And then That's right. hold her wide open and listen to her bark. Bung, 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 bung. Always remember there's no engine brake, so you actually have to use the brakes. Scrub as hard as you want. It's a two-stroke. It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> remember, it's impossible not to have fun on a two-stroke. <laughs> I yeah, love right. it. This shit's funny. There was some good stuff in there. Yeah, it's true, too. You know, like uh, it was a – what was it? I think it was O. Oh nine, I uh, I didn't ride a two stroke since oh four to oh nine. I mean, you know, maybe spun a couple laps on someone's at a track, but I mean, I was straight four stroke that whole time. And when they made that two fifty two stroke rule legal for like local stuff, I went out and got one in oh nine and had a four fifty and a two fifty two stroke. Cause I was just sick of dumping money into the two fifty F for nothing. You know, I got right. a, I'm a pretty good guy, and I was just put a pipe in a silencer, running FMF on my bike all year long. I don't do nothing else. I don't do a, top end anything i just run the bike and uh i bought the two stroke and the first day i rode it i went out to this like sand pit and i'm like going down the first straightaway like bah, like barking down the straightaway loving life and i let off and the thing just whew, keeps going i'm like damn boom i hit a fence i start tumbling i'm like picking myself up my visors down my buddy comes over he's like what the hell man and i'm like there's no engine brake on this thing I let off the gas and it like gained speed like a bobsled. I was brutal. So I uh, I actually burned up a bunch of brakes that whole first season trying to like learn how to ride the two-stroke again. And once I spend some time on it, I mean, I can go back and forth pretty easy now. And it's uh, it's not too hard. I can just switch races. And But yeah, at first it was nuts, you know. And then like I'd, I'd like go whip a four-stroke and it was a little different. And then you can throw two strokes and like they'll throw harder. And, like, I mean, you just pin those things and they come back. Like a 450 or any four-stroke, it's like if any time I'd whip those things, if you didn't kind of just have it in the right motion, she was not coming back. Like, she could pop and just stay like that. And you're just <laughs> done. Like, so the two-stroke, yeah, I mean, that was the main thing. You know, you could throw it as hard as you want. I mean, you rev her, she'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, so, like, when uh, you hear Justin Barsha do those, like, crazy-ass revs in the air, and shit, that's actually helping you guys bring those 450s back. Yeah, I mean, he he, uh, you know, he has a little bit different style. He rides really aggressive all the time. I mean, he revs that thing like an animal, and that's just <laughs> kind of his riding style. Everyone's everyone's different, you know. But 
as far as the whips, I mean, if you watch like the best whip, I mean, those things are wide open and right. that's them to get them back. It drives the wheel, pulls the wheel down straight. So, I mean, you can be upside down and you hold it wide open. It's just going to pull the wheel kind of down. So it's a little tip for anyone out there trying to do some whips. <laughs> or if I find myself flying to the air upside down, I'm pretty sure yeah. if I'm flying to the air upside down, that bike is already going to be wide the fuck open because I'm going to be screaming. <laughs> I think it's a Gary. It was Gary Bailey that said it. When in doubt, gas it. <laughs> See, unfortunately, whenever I'm like going up to the face of a jump and I'm winning doubt, I'm like on the brakes. I'm like, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I tell everyone the best advice I got you for, I can give you for hitting a jump is, you know, it doesn't matter if you go up to a wide open or slow. When you get to the bottom, you hold it wide open all the way off the face. And, I mean, you'll at least get over the other side. You might not be pretty, but you'll make it. <laughs> well, it uh, sounds like I need to start taking uh, jump trip tips from you because apparently mine suck. So, for those of you who haven't read it, though, it's definitely worth it. Um, Verbmoto.com. You could probably search for it, but it's uh, Five Rules Riding Two-Stroke by Robbie Marshall. But it's actually titled uh, Five Two-Stroke Commandments with, with Robbie Marshall. Um, awesome, awesome read. So, obviously, I just kind of read through the top five commandments, but he's got some excla- explana- explanations in there that really make it a funny read. And uh, you do get the Northeast accent as you read it and the energy. So it's well-written and it's funny. So I definitely uh, say that you guys should go check it out. So Loretta Lynn's, um, you're going to be in the plus class and the vet class. Um, I- I've been thinking that I should attempt a vet class. Unfortunately, it'd probably be the novice class. I'm a good off-road racer in Texas. Like I race in the expert class and all that stuff, but I don't jump. I mean, that is like the biggest fear in the world. <laughs> I grew up racing hey, enduro. Let me tell so you, you jump. I got a funny story about that for you. So Perfect. I built a, uh, I built like a off-road track for this guy uh, probably probably a month ago. Awesome guy does GNCC. He's just a local guy down here in North Carolina, and uh, I just built him kind of some enduro cross stuff in a field, and then you know a little bit of moto sections, and then he he had it. It's kind of like a J Day course, his own personal one, and it dips into the woods and. I mean, he had, you know, pipes and, and tires and logs and all kinds of stuff for me to work with. So, you know, it came out really good. And, uh, I mean, I built this probably 20-foot double, you know, small face, speed-type double, kind of a small little foot, two, three-foot tall landing with a with a downside to it, kind of down a hill. And, I mean, like, if you pulled me fast enough, I'd do this thing on a mountain bike, like, that small. Like, I'd do it on stock 110 if I cut the turn. And uh, I build this thing, and then homeboy brings a tank bigger than my house. Like, I'm talking this thing's 15 feet tall, huge tank. And he's like, yeah, I want to ride up over it. I'm like, all right, dude, fine. Put it, put it right in, buried it. I mean, tons of dirt, buried it nice. So, you know, you only – you went up a lot of it and then just kind of crested over the top. But it's a 15-foot-tall metal tank that you have to go over. Like, I don't care if the dirt's all the way over the thing. It's sketchy, right? <laughs> he goes, hey, uh, do you think you could uh, you think you think could shorten up that double a little bit over there? I don't, I don't you know, that's kind of big. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, how about that 15-foot-tall tank? You didn't say a word about it. <laughs> double i could do on my feet like not right not okay and it's just funny because all the off-road guys you know like they will blast logs rock pits 
just the sketchiest, gnarliest stuff that if you put a motocrosser through, their vagina would leak out, like brutal stuff, and they would just kill it. But they are petrified of a of a double. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't. I think it's just about being in the air, or it's the, the unknown. Like for sure, whatever reason, I agree because there's been multiple times we've been on like little enduro cross type sections in races or just other logs, and you hit it. And hell, you fly 15 feet off of that thing, and you're, Fine. you know, you're like six feet in the air sometimes just because you hit it just right. That we don't think a second about that, but man, you put actual space where I've got to be like off the ground, woo, buddy! I'm telling you, yeah, Mm-mm-mm. it's crazy. But I mean, you know, since the J Day series, I've had, uh, I mean, you know, I can, I can honestly, honestly say the the funnest type of racing I do now is either off road or like arena cross or supercross, you know, something indoor stuff. The the motocross stuff I get frustrated with because I feel like, uh, I feel like I can go faster than my my stock bikes can handle on a motocross track, and I don't want to die, you know. Like I just <laughs> feel like I I can just go over what the bike can handle and i'm going down like at that point i'm going down hard and it's like it's not enjoyable enjoyable to me when i'm going crazy but then i get in the woods and you know it's got to be a lot more technical with it and slower pace and you know i got to use bike skills a little more and then same with the arena cross stuff you know it's it's more of like a bar banging battle action with your skills so I definitely enjoy doing that i mean i just like riding my dirt bike in general so it doesn't really matter what i'm doing but you know, lately that's definitely uh, the off-road and the arena cross stuff is what I enjoy doing. Cool. Well, uh, so you did say you're getting ready to head down to Florida. Um, you guys are going to be down there for a long-ass time. Um, is, 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 what are you expecting to see this year when it comes down to, so it'll be the second Boswick Creek down there, second J-Day, um, and then as well you guys are probably going to be, I don't know if you're going to be racing specifically the GNCCs, but there's going to be all that going on, the Enduros. Um, you know, what are you guys looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're for me as far as what I'm doing, I'm gonna you know go to the Supercross and watch it. And I got a couple a uh, couple kids um that are racing the uh, the Daytona Amateur Supercross, so I'll go over there and help them out and hang out for the day and maybe go up and check out the GNCC. But I doubt I'll be racing that one and maybe possibly the Georgia one. I'm definitely gonna do some of them with uh, Bart Hayes and Ride PG and, and WP. He, uh, he's an awesome guy. I mean, he's been taking care of me for a long time now. And, uh, I definitely, I think I got some, I think I got something for the woods guys and the GNCC stuff, but you know, I definitely want to be ready. I went into that, that Florida one a couple years ago, cold Turkey riding <laughs> supercross off the couch. And I was just, it was no good. Like I'm out there battling. I was in like third or fourth with Caleb and them. And I got through the palm meadows like an animal and I'm flying and I'm like, oh, this is sick. I got this. I'm on lap one too, by the way. This is what I think. <laughs> lap one. Five hours later, I got to finish the race. So I'm, I'm going, blah, 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 battling. I see Wibbly and the leaders and I'm like, oh, I'm going to at least lead this thing for a little bit. We get to this big, wide-open loam field. I'm talking like ruts and nice motocross section, and I'm like, "Yeah, the moto section." Done (laughs) on the ground, out cold, sleeping. I open my eyes, I just see Nate Caney coming at me, and I'm like, "Oh man, what am I seeing? Stars?" I'm like, "This is brutal." Like, you kidding me? I go through the woods, everything fine. I eat shit in the motocross section. It was, uh, you know, like I said, I was riding Supercross, and it was just, it was not the right, not the right time to be doing it. So, uh, 
I definitely think I'm, I'm going to do another one, but for for racing, as far as racing goes down there, I'll definitely only be doing the J-Day, but uh, I went 1-1 last year, so I kind of kind of hoping I have a good another good year there. Yeah, for sure. Have you guys heard? I know that Zach Osborne uh, was out a little bit because of his collarbone. Uh, do, have you guys heard if he was planning on coming back or if he was riding oh, yeah. the ride again? Yeah, don't you worry. Homeboy's in his little offseason. He'll be down there ripping. You think he would like getting beat by me? No way. He's going for blood this time. Nice. Well, I hope I hope he's good enough to ride, man. It'll be cool to see him down there again. And Jason Thomas, I know he was out there with you guys too. Have you heard if he's going to be making it? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, some of the some of the GNCC guys, at least the ones that aren't, you know, contracted by the big guys will be out there and you know, it's a it's a decent, it's a really good payout. I mean, you know, John Day does an awesome job with it, and it's a sick event. I'm actually gonna race the 125 Pro class too, so I'll do the the 125 Pro and then the 250 Pro. So. Bitching. Well, um, yeah. what was it? Uh, I was trying to think about. Oh my gosh, sprayed fart. Do do do. Man, I had something really good to say, Stephen, and then I forgot it. Can't help you. Much. You can't help me. What the hell? Yeah. You don't have like uh, cue cards. I, I should start get back on track you stupid idiot <laughs> love it one day one day we'll have it together i don't really know though it'll be interesting well um so 125 you're gonna be on the 250 in the pro class going down there for florida um i have to ask how crazy does bike week get if you're just if you're ready to go full throttle at nighttime with some of those bikers um i mean you know like i said every year it's we go down there i mean it's it's our it's our favorite time of year and usually we go down and ride and and kind of hang out but you know we're there training and riding so we don't we don't fully we don't go full out like we have a few nights that we really let it loose and you know a few times but you know, it's not the full bike week experience for us where it's all day, every day, and, and a lot of us. I mean, this is my first year with a Harley, so I think uh, I think I might enjoy that bike week a little more than normal. But, uh, you know, we definitely – it's – I can't even explain it. You know, it's just even if it's not, you know, too crazy at night, just during the day, like, it's just such an awesome time of the year. And, and for us, we're – you know, we're getting older now to where everyone's always doing their own thing. And some of us are in California or some of us are in Mass. You know, we're all over the place. And Daytona is just that that one place that it's like we all know, you know, it's Daytona time. So we're there and it doesn't matter where you're coming from or how you're getting there or what you're going there in. But you're going to be there and it's going to be sick. <laughs> awesome. Well, here's here's a, a something I'd like to ask of you to do for me while you're there. We have a competition that goes on every week. It's a social competition. We call it the Pintful of Awesome Award. It's just kind of using the hashtag Pintful of Awesome. Um, I would like you to, while you're Instagramming all of these fun good times, to try to use that hashtag a couple times so that way we could kind of keep up to date on some of the greatness that goes on. It's easier sometimes to follow those hashtags than like millions and through millions and millions of people because you yeah. just go specifically to them. Because I'm pretty sure a couple things that you're going to do are going to be worthy of a Pintful of Awesome. So. I'll probably I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It's Uh-oh. gonna be more than a couple things. <laughs> it's yes. gonna be a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. Well, all right. We're just because of the fact that we like to keep the show fun, we like to keep the energy high. We don't like to stay online for four hours and stuff like that. We're gonna go ahead and just kind of bring it bring it to a close. But before we let you go, what are some last thoughts, some last words of wisdom, or just uh, some some martialisms for us, if you will? um yeah you know what i can i can tell you everyone everyone says you know what's the best advice you got and uh for me 
for my life advice, why they call me Uncle Marshall, I can say enjoy it, man. Have a good time. And whether you're racing, you know, off-road or, or just riding with your buddies or, you know, working a full-time job, going to school. I mean, we're all out here on the life grind doing the best we can. I mean, even you guys with your show, you know, everyone's just <laughs> trying to put your best foot forward and, and keep keep moving, keep building. And as long as you're not going backwards, you're doing good. And, uh, you know, I got to say enjoy it, man. Life's short. And, and you know, I'm only I'm be 25. And it's like I feel like in, in life experience, I'm already 50 years old. I've just been around and done so much. So, you know, the best advice I can say is enjoy what's in front of you and enjoy the ride. The roller coaster goes up and down. And when it's down, it sucks. But when it's up, enjoy it. So, uh Keep having fun. Hell yeah, dude. You're right. That's definitely what we do here. We just like to have a good time and make sure that we're uh, keeping shit as, as lighthearted as possible and enjoying and getting people motivated on having fun out there on their dirt bike in the off-road world. Well, definitely, we really appreciate you being on the show. First time for you being on seat time, but I really hope it's not the last time. Um, I think that we should definitely have uh, some of you guys back on after you guys get back from Florida and maybe one or two J-Day goes by for the new season just because I think it'll be really good to hear about some of the stories that you guys uh, create. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think uh, I'll be up there for the opening round and and it's actually at our track, Crow Hill, April 20th and uh, we're going to do some ram tracks in there, build some cool stuff and uh, maybe we'll get some rippers together. We'll do a FaceTime. You can FaceTime three or four of us savages at one time and you'll get some good stuff. (laughs) FaceTime three savages at the same time. That sounds yeah. dirty, and I am like, in. <laughs> it'd be like Nick, Nick Batten, me, and Johnny G. <laughs> I love it. Bunch of bunch of savages. I'm going to start using yeah. that word, and people are going to look at me like I'm crazy, and it's going to be yeah. just like normal, so why the hell not, right? Well, seriously, yeah. Mr. Marshall, we really appreciate you coming on the show. You enjoy the rest of your Tuesday evening, and we're going to keep on keeping on. Is that cool? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, and I hope everyone enjoys the show. Yeah, bro. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Later. All right. So as we take a minute here and switch over to our next guest, I, of course, am going to talk about one of our fantastic sponsors is Fly Racing. You can find more about them at flyracing.com. But uh, like I did last week, I'd like again to remind you guys about the Action Jersey. Love this jersey. I've got quite a few of them. I use it for mountain biking, working out, all that kinds of fun stuff. And as well, I know it's going to be good for when it gets really hot here in Texas like it does. Um kind of in between races and running around there at the races when I'm not actually physically racing. Um, it's all around active wear shirt constructed from cafe fabric, which is infused with recycled coffee beans. I definitely had a WTF moment when I read that, but hey, go check it out at the site. It's there. Super fast drying, a lot and a lot of odor control, uh, very UV protective, and of course, eco-friendly. They're coffee beans. It's very eco-friendly. Um, so yeah, go check that out, flyracing.com, and you can make it into their shirt section in the casual wear, and they've got their active jerseys. It's also there within the mountain bike type stuff. So yes, you can get it. I dig it. Um, as we do with Fly Racing, uh, I want to say thank you because we talked about the last two weeks about everybody submitting um, for the social media competition of Pintful of Awesome. So with that, we have actually had quite a few more submissions, and I really, really uh, say thank you to everybody for that. Big appreciation. Um, and, of course, it took me a while to, to find a winner um, because a lot of people uh, a lot of people were tagging older pictures um, that have been up there for a while, which isn't a problem. In, in my eyes, that it's what it's about is, is keeping all of that organized into one central area under that hashtag. 
Um, but one of the ones that really uh, – so but big thanks to Fast Company and Isaac Jones from this past weekend because you guys seriously blew us up, tagged us in a bunch of pictures. All the ones from Fast Company were some from cool, cool desert races. Uh, Isaac Jones had some really neat woods pictures of him racing. Um, it was super cool. So thank you for that. I also want to say uh, Justin Sode um, from the one that you tagged us in last week after the show. Your mechanic is a great man. Keep him hydrated and please keep filming because it's fantastic. But our winner is going to be Matt Doug 401. Um, that was the, and, and, and here's kind of the reason why I picked this picture. It may not come across to a lot of people right off the bat. But uh, I picked this picture because it made me think about all the great times that I've had hanging in the woods with my dirt bike. Um, you don't always have to. I, I figure you, you kind of don't always have to be, you know, trying to go the fastest or trying to have the guy be with guy with the most style. Sometimes it's really just about being out there and having a good time and enjoying, you know, life and with your dirt bike. And that's kind of what I thought this did for us, um, for me anyway. And that's why I picked this as the winner. Um, what's very cool is that uh, the guys from Fly Racing, um, our good buddy Dale Spangler, has decided that he's going to give away one of the Kinetic Blockout helmets. Um, it's the blue one. Um, so that's very cool. So if anybody, we're going to go ahead and talk to Matt Doug after the fact, but if anybody wants to, uh, to tag him and let him know, he can get in touch with us and he can um, get us the helmet sizes and we'll get his address and all that fun stuff. So big time. Thanks going, everybody. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and, of course, we thanks to Fly Racing for not just supporting the show but supporting everything else that's been going on. It's been a great time. So I know that Steven's trying to figure out how to connect to a couple different things going on right now. Steven, what do we need to do to keep this going? Sign in to Google. Uh, sign in to Google. Yeah. Are we going to have to hang out? Yeah. No Skype? No Skype. No Skype. With either of them? Uh, one hasn't responded, and the other can't get Skype working. Sweet! Um. Oh. It uh, should be seattime.co at google.gm. You guys are going to learn a lot about us right now, especially about how prepared we are. So I'm seattime.co at gmail.com. Does he have FaceTime? Because if he's got FaceTime, just FaceTime him. Well, I asked for that too, and he didn't. Oh, well. Um, he said he's in Hangouts. So. Oh. Uh, and then you know the typical password. And don't forget it has the... Exclamation. Mm-hmm. No! Yay! We are figuring things out. So one of the things, while Steven's getting this going and figured out, I, I, I kept this next to me because I thought it was very cool. I got the new Dirt Bike Magazine in, and as everyone is talking about, the new Huskies. Um, so we've got the new FE350 here on uh, Continue to Google Plus at the bottom. And then uh, I, I'm excited to read this. I haven't even had a chance yet. got it yesterday. Uh, so I'm excited to read about that. Got stuff with Day in the Dirt. The Husky 3, FE350, though, is a feeling is what's going to really catch my attention because of the fact that that's probably the bike that I'm going to be getting, not a 2014. Uh, I think the numbers are going to be too limited. I know everything's gone really fast. I, I don't think the quality is going to be bad, any of that kind of stuff. I literally just, one, need more time to save money, and two, I need to make sure that uh, if there are any kind of issues that they're kind of worked out and kinked out, um, granted, they probably already have the 2015s about where they're going to be ready to go just so everything's produced and ready to go for timing. So, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. 
Um, another thing is that I did get uh, a press release from the guys over at Rocky Mountain ATV. Um, they sent out one of their press releases, and it, it's officially announcing that they are supporting Josh Strang for a second year in the GNCCs. Now, I have a feeling that everybody kind of knew this, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, I guess they hadn't officially announced it. So getting that press release today, I was glad to know that they had officially announced it. So one of the big things that they talked about in this press release, uh, not just that they are supporting Josh Strang again, but as well that he has switched brands. So I think most people know that he was riding a Kawasaki last year. I mean, he's obviously, if you follow him on Instagram or Facebook or any of that stuff, you've seen he's lots and lots of testing pictures on the YZ450F. Um, so he's going to be uh, getting a lot more support from Yamaha, from Factory Yamaha, which is uh, the, the Ampro team, um, from Randy Hawkins and those guys over there on the East Coast. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I, one of the things that uh, is, is, I think with that, kind of that factory support with Randy Hawkins and a lot of the knowledge there, is he's really going to be able to help him test and make adjustments to the bike, which I think I'm really looking to, forward to. Um, with that, it, I think we're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot better results from Josh Strang. He was fourth last year for for the GNCC, um, but I think in, in a couple podiums. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot more out of him this year, unless that 450 is just really hard to get used to. Now with the newer bikes, we've seen guys like Justin Brayton uh, do a lot better on him. Uh, Phil Nicoletti hasn't done horrible. Uh, Josh Grant, he hasn't had the greatest Supercross season, but they've all looked better, um, and it looks like they're riding the bikes a lot better. And if there's anything to say that that Justin Brayton rides that bike in the whoops, freaking amazing. So if that if that goes to show anything, hopefully that can relate over to um, you know what Josh Strang is going to try to do on those. So can you type in his name and Adam? There's two of them. So is it? Does one of them have a dirt bike in his picture? Neither of them had pictures. Hmm. Does one of them have a number twenty nine in it? It doesn't give me names. It just says. Uh, put a space. So so we know. For those of you who are wondering, we are uh, typing into. Nice. All right. So apparently, uh, UStream one is being a complete bitch, and two. Um, we are having technical difficulties all over the place, but that's okay. We're testing things out, trying to have fun on the internet, and sometimes you've got to look at a couple nude pictures to uh, figure out how to block them. It happens. So um, we are now going to come over with our next J-Day Ripper, uh, Mr. Bob Santham. Santhason. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Is that right at all? It's Santhason. Santhason. All right, so Bob Santhason, you happen to be one of the only guys left riding a Kawasaki, or I guess you should say not riding the KTM. And you've been on a Kawasaki for a long time looking at the pictures. So why have you held out so long? Um, I've been riding the Kawasaki just being uh, working at a Kawasaki dealership. So kind of, they kind of helped me out with the bikes, and I kind of do my best with it. So... You haven't found a way to find like a 2005, 2006 two-stroke Cowie and uh, just keep it updated? <laughs> yeah, we've been looking for some good ones. I'm, I'm, it's funny, I was talking with somebody earlier about trying to put one in a uh, aluminum frame. Oh, one of and, the, uh, uh, yeah, the KX, KXAFs or whatever? Yeah, I think John Dowd did it with Ch um, 
through Chaplin or one of the one of the dealers. They built one. It's possible. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. There's there's a local guy here that took a uh, he took a 250 uh, the 250 F and put a 500 motor in it, a 500 cc two stroke motor in it, and it's yeah. The 500 be a little too much. Oh come on. Come on, J-Day is so wide, man. You guys have, like, tractor-width woods. Come on. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, you know, I'm trying to get the 450 dialed in, and that's a tough part. I don't know, man. If I was if I was in the Northeast, I'd do it. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Absolutely I'm, not. I... <laughs> so, it, it's always a great time to talk to you crazy-ass Northeasterners. One, I, I have a great time listening to y'all because half the words that come out of your mouth, I feel like I'm learning a new language. You've got the craziest accents. You, you all sound like you're Bostonians, um, which isn't the case. I mean, you're from all over in the Northeast. And, uh, and the J-Day series has really kind of taken taken off in the past couple of years. Um, it looks like you have actually been involved with the J-Day off-road series um, since kind of the beginning, I've noticed your name was in there from around 2011 on up. So just tell us a little bit about your involvement, you know, in the Northeast racing and being involved with all the J-Day, the J-Day racing. Yeah, even um, 2010, I think, is when Johnny had like uh, three events that he put on that year. I attended one of them just to check it out. And um, it knew right away that he had something that we've all been waiting for, really. And um, just kind of given you know, the north, the northeast kind of, just kind of putting us on the map um, with a, a series that he's, that he's built. And, uh, no, I've known Johnny for a long time. We've actually, I've raced against his dad at Metra for years and him, watched him growing up through the mini class and right up to racing side by side with me on the double A line. And uh, it's cool to watch him uh, progress the way he has. Yeah. Um, when we actually did uh, get a chance to talk with uh, John um, uh, sometime last year. It might have been actually in uh, late 2012. Um, and it's interesting. He has a, he has he's not just a promoter. He's definitely an uh, he still races when he can. But you know he actually oh, yeah. went over and did some of the world enduro. Um, and, and he's done a lot of a lot of racing back in the day before J Day and all that kind of stuff here in the states. So he definitely uh, knows how to ride. But uh, you know besides that. Are there any other good, good, you know, crazy or great sides about Mr. John Day that we should know about? Um, not that I know about. Um, any, anything really? crazy, fun stories, or that could make us giggle a little? Um, no, I don't really know that side of John. I've, I've really just been uh, the racing friend and just kind of, I don't know. Not really. Don't really have any stories. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out one day. I'm sure that we'll we'll be able to break it and we'll find out more about John Day and the way that we all know we want to. What he looks like with boxers on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've noticed that there's a lot of a lot of riders uh, sponsored by the guy that runs the Loud Fuel. I don't really know too much about that, and obviously it seems like it's very well associated there in the J Day series. Do you know much about? Uh, this loud fuel company and could tell us a little I bit do, more. Yeah. Um, Cabral Tasher, the owner, um, he's a racer. His kid races. He's a really, really good guy. Loves the sport. Loves, loves just being helping people out, and that's really what he's doing. He actually was uh, the recipient of the 2013 J Day Sportsman Award, so he's been recognized for that. And he does a lot. He does a lot for a lot of people, and uh, he's really good. Really good people. Cool. Do you uh do you use the fuel that he provides? 
Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he uses uh, we all use the VP uh, VP racing fuels, um, and uh, he they actually own an oil company down the Cape, um, and that's um, kind of his business, and he kind of does the the VP through the racing. Nice. And uh, you said you work for a Kawasaki shop. So how how involved are a lot of the local shops there with the local J-Day series and a lot of the, the local J-Day riders? Um, pretty involved. I mean, uh, my dealership, Pilgrim Power Sports, we try to help out as many guys as we can. You know, everybody, everybody that's doing the series and racing it, you know, every round and, you know, going at it like they do we try to help out as much as we can and uh, they help us help us out as well you know they run our graphics and you know they're doing their part to um, to help us as we help them and then I know there's a lot of other shops like um, in New England that also help out um, quite a bit everybody seems to be jumping on the uh, JDA bandwagon I guess we can call it <laughs> right and uh, and just doing good stuff with it Nice. Uh, what is he, What do you think it is about J-Day that appeals to you so much? Now, I've listened, you know, talked to quite a few riders, but I kind of wanted to just get your perspective on what it is that draws you to it so much. Um, I, the, the thing that I like about it is, you know, finally getting some recognition through all the media. Um, there's definitely a lot of hype about the series, and there's never been that type of... Um, uh, outlet for our sponsors. Our sponsors are kind of looking for, you know, nobody wants to see a guy go by for five seconds and be gone for 40 minutes, you know. They're not really seeing what's on the bike and even if, even those spectators that you want there for your sponsors, they're kind of bored with that kind of a series so they kind of like just don't want to go. Right. The spectator involvement that he gets is, is pretty much the driving force, I feel, what um, is going to bring him to the next level. Right. We just had two two winter series races over here in North, New England, and we've been buried with snow. And the first round, I think we had probably about a thousand people show up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and people are just kind of excited about it and want to see what it's all about. And and when you know potential sponsors see the amount of people that go um, to these events, they want to be involved with it. Yeah. And that's what's kind of got me excited about it because we never had that like through all the blood sweat and tears of Netra it was um, we all did it because we wanted to do it it wasn't because uh, we were putting a show on for anybody and I think with J-Day we're, we're actually able to put on a show and people can see the hidden talents that were was everything that was happening out in the middle of the woods yeah. is now happening in front of everybody uh, how do you see J-Day evolving um, I think we you know every series has to kind of evolve um, just, just to yeah. stay relevant and things like that, do you see J-Day evolving at all in the next few years? Yeah, there's, there's no hold in Johnny back. He's That kid's wide open all the time, and uh, he's shooting for for to be the, the country's best off-road series. And I think I think he's got the people behind him, and that I think he'll, he'll be doing some, some good stuff here. Uh, one of the big questions I've had for John and for some other, you know, J-Day Rippas, if you will, is is how they see that event and that race format taken in different parts of the country. I noticed, like, Bostwick uh, last year, it was 
a knockout. Everybody loved it. Um, it, they're going down to Florida again. I have a feeling that a lot of other people are going to enjoy it, and the ones that are coming back are going to enjoy it all over again. But I wonder in a situation like, say, like in Texas or like on the West Coast, places like that where it's not it, – it, maybe it's not as much forest and it's it's more you know open. It can get dustier. The, the terrain's not as good. The, the ground doesn't ever get near the amount of loam you know, and, and brownie mix that you guys can get there up in the Northeast. Do you see – do you think that a terrain change like that would wind up changing the format or that it would, 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 uh, the appeal would change? Um, you know, it's, I've, I've heard you mention that before, as far as like, you know, the terrain that we have up here. Um, I don't know if it's that that really makes the series. I think it's just this format is very unique. Okay. Uh, and also, I think with any type of terrain you throw at him, he's going to make a fun course for everybody. Right. He'll he'll mold anything he can into a, a fun course. He knows what people want to ride. He knows what spectators want to see. And no, I, I think I think he'll anywhere he goes, he's going to you know do a really good job. Very cool. Yeah, I, I've. It's been interesting when I've gone and gone. I, I have never promoted a race. I definitely transparent on that. Um, <laughs> But it's been interesting because as I've gone to more races lately, obviously just kind of going out, either if I'm practicing or if I'm gonna race, or maybe I'm just out filming for the, you know, for the promoter. Um, I've looked at things a little bit differently now, um, and there have been some times where I've kind of been like, you know what, these would be this, this section would be really neat if it was opposed to being so tight, if it was maybe a little bit wider, or we gave specifically like three to four lines. You know, we really really to change it up to kind of keep it to where, um, you know, someone who's riding behind somebody else, maybe in second place, like waiting to make a pass, um, you know, they don't have to wait for that one little turn that has that one little bit onto the left where you can go this way. And he, he just hopes that the guy in front of him doesn't take it so he can then take it to get in front of him, you know, to make that quick pass because it's so tight uh, in this section. And I, though I do enjoy – um, riding in tight single track woods, I wonder if in these these formats, if we could find a little bit more of an ability for the promoters to put in these sections where they make these three to four different kind of lanes, um, not just passing lanes, but but real like race race pace type lanes, um, or much wider. You know how it would change. I, I don't know because um, we don't have anybody that 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 thinks like that or that does that. Um, do you think, and again, I, I agree with what you're saying that it's it, the way that John Day puts on a race is what draws not just the riders, but the spectators. So what would, what, what are some of the little things that maybe we could say, we'll start with promoters in Texas, how they could maybe try to take what we have as a format. It works. We get riders and racers out there. They have a good time, but that might be able to, I guess maybe we'll, we'll say J day it up. Yeah, no, I hear you. the the wide you know the wide trails are that's kind of the reason that that wide is because I think the real focus is keeping the, the mileage down. If you can keep it to like a, you know I think we usually max out. I mean, a five minute lap would be a long lap. Right. <laughs> I think the the width that he's making the trail is based on the the shortness of the lap because there's gonna be so many people you know, riding that one line that he's going to need, you know, we'll walk the track in the morning and you see the main line, but we're not even looking at that because we know that that's going to just get destroyed. So right. <laughs> we 20 feet of ribbon to ribbon to kind of 
really kind of put our own eyes to it and put our own lines together. But I, I think really, I think it's really the length of the lap that <clears throat> keeps people going around, keeps the spectators seeing what's going on, and he keeps it tight, you know, real yeah. tight. I think it's interesting what you said too is that. Um, about how he knows how what riders want to ride and what spectators want to see. That is yep. very important. I have ridden, there is a series here in Texas called Torn. I've been to a few of those races, but I just want to say I'm not trying to be negative against that series. Everybody has a series that they like for whatever reason. I particularly, unfortunately, have never had an extremely positive experience with the um, with the tracks that they've laid out. They're just not for me. They're not tracks that I enjoy. Um, and I feel like, you know, they do like to keep their tracks, their lap length much lower. Much, so you have uh, faster, you know, you do more laps um, opposed to doing longer laps. Um, but I think the one thing that in that case that might be missing for a, a guy like me is that it, it's not what I want to ride. Um, if it was four miles of just, or if it was a mile and a half to four miles of just bitching ass terrain that not only did I want to ride, but people wanted to watch, I think it might change my perspective on going to those torn races. And I feel like a lot of promoters in Texas, unfortunately, they'll go to a property, um, and, and, and it, these are properties that we've ridden a lot, and a, a lot of the times they take the easy way out. Um, which is they use a lot of the same terrain that has been ridden on these properties for a while. And so they just kind of loop this part into this part and then this part into this part, which what I see from watching all the social stuff, that's nowhere near what goes on at the J-Day race. It seems like he's always uh, creating some pretty bitching stuff for everybody to for everybody to enjoy. Oh, yeah, he's always giving us a fresh trail to burn in and, and uh, keeps, it, keeps it nice. Do Definitely. you enjoy the fact that you guys don't practice? Is that... How does that, how does that aspect of it change things for you? Um, you know the practice that we've never up in the off road in the northeast we've never had a practice. I mean, Net, uh, Netra did maybe I don't know twenty years ago right. <laughs> at one particular round, but that was about it. But that's where um, like I do a lot. We do track walks basically. Um, you basically walk the track and just kind of figure it out on your own yeah yeah it's interesting too uh i can't i can't say that i had um an idea of how it should work when i started racing cross-country races here in texas i didn't really do a lot of cross-country races growing up i did a bunch of enduro races so obviously we never walked anything we never knew the trail um so when i came here in texas did it you know saturday is typically like your family ride day you know you can go out and ride the track as fast as you want to you can Right as slow as you want to, you can go out in groups of your friends or whatever. It's just an open track. Uh, Toro's a little bit different than that, but uh, it's interesting. So like we have the complete opposite. I mean, 110 you know, 100% opposite of what you guys have. Our Saturdays are, you know, dawn to dusk, riding on the racetrack for the next day. Um, so yeah, that would be a big a big change for a lot of people. We, and Toro tried to do that, where they gave an hour they gave an hour of practice for each of the the type of classes, the A's, B's, and C's riders, and then an hour open at the end of the day. So in the long run, you only had about two hours to to really kind of be on the track, and that's more just to kind of quell a lot of the people that were so used to being able to ride so much on Saturday, um, but they wanted to kind of get into that aspect of not, you know, showcasing the track that people will be racing on the next day. But right. I don't know. I don't know. 
So we've talked a lot about how awesome you are. <laughs> no. Uh, so so you, you've done really well in a lot of the J days. I, I don't know that I don't know your age or any of that kind of stuff. But what do you? What does the pro class look like? You know, from your perspective, uh, I doubt. I, I don't know if you're one of the young guns out there, like with you know under like with Johnny G and and Connell and stuff like that. But as of your perspective, you know, who else should we be watching for? You know, we we see like the 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 uh, was it Josh uh, Cinemo, um, Johnny G Connell. Uh, Hango stuff like that, but you know, besides just yourself, obviously, like who else should we be paying attention to with J Day? Um, well, it's funny that you do, you bring up the age thing because I think half of all of those guys are probably half my age. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to have trophies that might be older than them, but um, <laughs> no, Johnny's definitely that he's he's just a amazing rider. Um. I don't really get the chance to really watch him much, but watch him in the videos and, you know, Johnny does implement, you know, a lot of his riders for championship points have to work an event and I get a chance to watch him then and uh, the kid is amazing. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that can match what he's doing on a bike right now, but definitely some guys are putting in the work. Um, I think we'll you know, definitely be looking at Nick Batten, uh, Kyle Hangos, um, Connell, there's a there's a few guys. We got um, Jason Clammer, uh, two-time Netra champion. He's coming over full time. Sweet. Uh, there's going to be it, this this series. Like I said, from 2010, it was you know I did one. You know, a couple guys did one. A couple other guys did another one. And then 2011, uh, the first series I think that he had. You know, since then it's I've watched the competition get intense. Right. <laughs> I mean. I, I was a podium rider in 2011, and I think my best finish since then has been like a sixth. And it's to get a sixth in that class, you're moving. <laughs> you're uh, you're definitely not crashing. You're definitely not making any mistakes. You're right. riding a race. <laughs> uh, we did. We had a question from the chat room actually uh, from uh, Mark Weeks. He was asking. Um, because we were talking about the formats and you guys walk on the track, do you guys get any kind of a hot lap or maybe just a parade lap um, before you start on the bike? It's, it's a zero. Yeah, nothing at all. We'll be lucky to even get a practice hole shot in. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of times there's a ribbon right across the line, and we're just behind that thing until the, get, until the flag drops, and then we just go 30 minutes hard. So in a situation like that, I have absolutely no experience in that, like especially like with motocross too. You know, you, you kind of you you might get a practice. You've got practices during the day and stuff like that. But I mean, you, when that gate yeah. drops, you're a hundred percent, and you kind of really have no idea what's around the corner, except for you kind of looked at it, but you didn't look at it at race pace on your bike. What is what is a rider at your level and you know, and the other guys? How do you how do you think about that? What are your thought processes when you're kind of like, all right? First turn, blah blah blah. You know, look for this, look for that. How do you kind of take that all in? Being like, as far as like not having any practice on it. Yeah, I mean, when you when you walk it and you go, all right, here's the first turn, here's the second turn, here's the third turn. Now, when I come through here, hauling balls, following a bunch of other dudes, maybe you're in front. Like, what what do you do to to, to think about to go? Okay, I, how do I prioritize where I need to try to be, or how do I need to try to ride this? when you're hitting it a hundred percent the first time. Yeah, it really, you know, it really comes down to, uh, the track walk. I, um, I do a 
religiously every race. I actually will do it in the morning before my first moto, and I'll even go out before my second moto and walk it again because everything's constantly changing. Right. And uh, you got to know, you just have to, you know, without having the practice, you have to be prepared. And the only way to do that is to get out there and walk the track, or a lot of times we'll mountain bike the track as well. <laughs> uh, I just, I, yeah, I can't imagine it. It would scare the shit out of me. The other thing, too, is with, you know, the laps are so small, you know, after two, three laps, you, you know, you know the lines to be in, you know where the fast line is, you know where the bad lines are, and you just kind of learn as you go. Ooh, here's a good question from the chat room. Who do you think the top A riders in J-Day this, this year will be? Top A riders? Yeah. That, they, said, um, they said A rider, so I, I guess that's expert? Yeah, that would be our expert class. Right. Um, there's a there's actually a lot of there's a few kids that are moving up from the B class, um, and there's a lot of A guys that have moved up into the pro class. So there's definitely a whole fresh um, fresh crew going in there. Um, I know at our winter events we had probably 20 riders in the A class A250 line, and um, I really haven't got a chance to kind of figure out who's going to be the top. Of that class this year, but um, you know, I'd have to. I'd have to say, I think. Um, I think there's even a couple of junior riders that might be racing a. Um, Cody Baker would be one name to watch. Um, he'll be on a 250. Uh, who's that kid on the 200? Oh, James Skinner. He'll be on the A200 line. Um, there's there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit. It's gonna definitely be competitive. Real competitive. I'd love to come up there. I know it was funny. Uh, I'm talking to John, trying to figure out a way to, to, to make it up there just to experience the event and uh, get out there and be able to race. Uh, I, I would get in the A class. I race A here. I'd race A there regardless of, you know, inconsistencies or uh, or lack of testosterone or testicles. Um, I would just I, I, would, I would have to just man up and do it. But uh, it, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things where uh, it would be it would be one hell of an experience to just go up there and try to, you know, bang bars with you guys. And, and I don't know if anybody would understand me. You guys, you guys have a whole other language up there, man. No, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm understanding you. Man, it's crazy. We were just we were talking to Robbie Marshall. I mean, that that dude's got so many different slang. I mean, it it's all it sounds like it's uh, like almost like Cockney. Of uh, you know the UK, people in the UK, the British people, they have people that speak Cockney, where even British people have trouble understanding what the hell they mean. It's almost that uh, that that degree of craziness. Yeah, yeah, those those guys um, those guys got the strong strong accent, that's for sure. Sorry, trying to catch up with the chat room a little bit. Uh, another uh, gentleman was asking, what's the average length of a track? I think like a you tell me. I've got numbers in my head, but I'm probably wrong because I don't have a memory. Mileage-wise? Yeah. Like if yeah, what would you think mileage-wise be? Well, I think we're usually doing like four to five minute laps, so I'd I'd say anywhere from a mile and a half to two miles. I think two miles probably being like your five minute lap. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, I think. Torn, uh, the series I was chatting about a little bit earlier, they try to keep theirs. I want to say around uh, up to five miles. Um, yeah, that can get that can what's that? So that's probably like a twenty-minute lap. 
Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's different too. I mean, you know, some 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 bits of terrain, you know, if it's a, if it's really wooded, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit slower than if it's a little bit more open, obviously you'd be, you know, cooking around third to fifth gear and go a little bit faster, all that kinds of fun stuff. Um so your series in some people's minds might be a little bit different. So bike setup. Would you think that you guys set your bikes up any different um than than some of the other series or just I mean being ignorant is it off-road and it's just an off-road type of setup um no i i it's funny actually factory connection actually has um they've got a uh, place right in new hampshire and they have what they call the j-day setup really (laughs) and uh yeah and it's it's basically um you know from the guys that i've talked to up there I've, i've used factory connection for a few years in the in uh they uh it's basically a lighter it's a lighter motocross setting where, like, you still you get the plushness for, like, the rocks and the roots, but you still have the – they still kind of give you the confidence to kind of really hit it, you know, hit stuff aggressive, too. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of what I thought. What do you think about y'all's extreme sections? The extreme sections? Yeah, the, 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 the KTM extreme sections, right, if we wanted to get specific? Yeah, late, you know, no, you know what's funny is lately they've turned into like the, um, you know, watching Supercross. It seems like they've got this thing where they're always hyping up like who's gonna do the quad and who's gonna do this <laughs> jump over here. <laughs> lately, that's what it's been, and we've had some pretty cool uh, action, like really good action, like with guys really just sending it over the most insane stuff that we've seen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, turn turning like three logs into like a a triple jump, you know, and or what was it? A couple weeks ago, uh, Johnny was jumping the tire, doubling up over the tires, and then stepping up onto the something, and <laughs> just it's a, it's a it's always a crowd favorite. Everybody's always at the extreme section, so the guys, you know, they look for that that one line that they can kind of do to stand out and also gain extra time and look good doing it. Uh, yeah, and I think, say like you were talking about everybody kind of getting there and, and referring, you know, maybe looking at the extreme section, who's going to do the quad? Oh, look at the triple log thing, which I saw from this past weekend. The pictures were awesome. Yeah, I think that was insane. Yeah, those were, that, was, that, was one hell of a, uh, that was one hell of a gap. And if you came up short and you caught that rear end, man, you were just getting your ass oh, bucked. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I had the little. I rolled the first one and doubled out. I played it old guy safe, you know. <laughs> hey, I hear you. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but we're here. We ha- we know we have to go to work the next day. Um, oh yeah. I wonder how much of that is uh, Mr. Day thinking ahead, like what you're saying. You know, it's like in those sections, you know, he, oh, yeah. I wonder how, you know, he knows that he's creating, he's putting these three logs in this area because these three logs, most people are going to, you know, single double it or double single it. But this is going to create, he knows he's making it just big enough for the fast guys to have to kind of like work for it, but they're going to be able to get it. And it's going to be badass to watch where I don't know. I think in some of the, I'd call them the enduro cross sections around here, they're just there. There's rocks, there's some logs, there's, you know, we had a car at one point, that was pretty cool, um, <laughs> and tires and stuff like that, but I don't know if, if the thought process goes into it like you're saying that it does with John, and I, I believe you, I mean, I'm 
thoroughly enjoyed by what I see at these races um, from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. He's definitely, you know, putting a putting a fine line there where you know some of the guys are going to definitely go for it, and uh, and they are, and uh, I think that's the another added part to the excitement, you know. Uh, so speaking of everybody, like I even mentioned it, I want to come do a J day. You know, we've got guys in the chat room that said we want to go do a J day. I've heard other people talk about that. I want to go do a J day. I want to go do a J day. We've noticed last year that the KR four program arrive and ride came with the GNCC this year. They're back at the GNCC and they're doing the national enduros. And we saw another group come in, the Dirtwise guys with Shane Watts and all of his stuff. They're now having a ready to race program at the GNCCs. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if they're doing the National Enduros. I know they're going to be at a few of them. For, I know they're going to be there for Jesse Grome, um, so there's a good chance they will be. But I wonder mm. if these programs do well for 2015, do you think that there would be a spot for these these companies to think about you know, having these ready-to-race type programs for, uh, for J-Day? For the J-Day? Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it would be um... – a way to get people from around the country to kind of just fly in, enjoy the weekend, and and race one, and then fly home. You know, it definitely cuts down on travel time. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's the biggest thing is it's that it's so hard. The Northeast is like way up there. I mean, driving just to a GNCC, it's like seventeen hours. But I mean, to hit you guys, that's like a full day. I mean, easy, nope. easy full day for us. But I think that would be kind of cool. So. You know, you know people that I don't know. If there's anybody to talk to this year to maybe see about getting something like that started for 2015, there might be local shops up there. You know, you guys might be able to prep bikes and stuff. Whoever it is you were saying, that the, the people that have the J-Day set up, you know, that oh, might right. be a whole nother deal where they could have uh, an option like that and guys could get picked up at the airport and be able to come race a J-Day and pick up a bike. Yeah. I think that would be pretty wicked. I know I would be on board with that once uh, we pop out this new baby. Well, my wife does, not me. But. <laughs> you almost put a little package together. Let's see. Yeah, now we're coming. I will just easily take 15 20% off the top when you guys get it all set up. You just let me know who is sending the checks. Back and, to uh, Johnny. <laughs> and we'll get it all set up. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be fantastic. And I will let you guys, you know, give me credit. Yeah, maybe get a free trip out of it. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad somebody's figured it out. All right, we had another quick, quick, fun question. How many races are in a typical J-Day series season? Season? Um, I think he settled into about six, 15, 16. Yeah, um, it's a lot, it, and I think that's awesome. You guys have a lot of races. Um, you know, like I said, he started the first year. It was there was three? I think 2011 there might have been nine, and then 2012 we hit about 13, and then past couple of years it's been and he you know he throws in a couple like two um double headers so you're getting two rounds basically in one weekend right i guess it's really like 14 locations you know 14 separate rounds but two round two of those rounds being double headers uh and then of course when i was talking to the marshal i had a little bit of a comment about how much uh, of a wuss i am when it comes to jumping We've noticed that you know you guys do have quite a few different motocross track, motocross sections of, of these races. How how are you when it comes to jumping, and do you have any advice for for wusses like myself? 
no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, the jumps don't really bother me. I mean, I've always, I've always dabbled in the motocross as far as cross training. So that part's not too, too bad. It's, it's really just being comfortable doing it. And, you know, we actually have an event at Robbie's track um, at Crow Hill. And, you know, some of the jumps that we see there are some of the biggest ones we see on the circuit. Right. And you just have, you just have to be comfortable. You know, any, any full-on woods guy that's thinking about doing some J-Days, just get out and start hitting some jumps because it's definitely part of the, tr- part of the courses. You've got you to be able to do it all, all of it. Got to be able to jump sick jumps. That's the only reason that I'm like, if I could find a way up there, I would be so just like freaked out being on the line with all those A guys. Because I've seen them in the videos. Those dudes jump. Like, he keeps jump. It, he keeps, you know, he, he definitely keeps it safe. It's not it's not like a full-on moto track. And, you know, even if there was like a big jump pop, that's part of the track, he'll tame it down a little bit just to kind of, he knows his guys out there, you know, that are, you know, Woods guys just trying it out. So he tries to keep it safe for everybody, but fun for the guys that want to, you know, go the distance. He's knows, he knows there's guys like me out there that are wusses. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's a line for you over the left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. In uh, Here in Texas and other places I've seen a couple of times, they have alternates. And typically the alternate is slower like it's a it's specifically made whether it be a jump which is like a no roll type of jump or you know like an enduro cross type section like your guys is the ktm extreme section um or maybe a really bitch and gnarly hill climb something like that and we have alternates but the alternates are specifically slower so it's a, it's not a penalty but you know it's more of a gain if you took the harder line do you, how did how do they handle that kind of stuff uh at the j day races the same way, um, the extreme section, the entrance to the extreme, you either go extreme is usually to the, well, I guess it'd be different, but extreme one way, uh, easy the other way. And the easy section is usually, you know, it's five, ten seconds longer okay. mostly most of the time. Yeah. So it's like extreme or not extreme. <laughs> yeah. It's either jumping logs and tires or just going through a circus of vest turns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the I love the Enduro Cross type extreme stuff. That's so much fun. Now it kicked my ass in Vegas when we made that trip out west, but hey, you know, if you can't quit something and go to the bar early, what can you do with your life, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Well, I'm glad to see that we've uh, we've got to a point where the chat room is starting to get a little bit more active this evening. They've been dead dry and all over the place. It's like a uh, well, I could say what it's like, but then I'd be saying things I don't need to be saying on the internet. Oh, here So, as we kind of close it up a little bit here, tell me just just give me some of your last thoughts. Maybe places that people can find you to get information information about you, what you do, anything you'd like to say about J Day or just Anything about the Northeast and you crazy-ass rippers? Um, yeah, I mean, what I do is I'm just uh, just having fun and, you know, not letting my age slow me down at all and just kind of just doing my thing up here in the Northeast. And uh, Johnny's, you know, giving me a, kind of a something to, something more to do. I did the, did the Netra thing for a long time. I was chasing championships for a lot of years. <laughs> I think actually I just finished last season was my 15th consecutive year chasing points in the pro class up here in New England. Ooh. And uh, 
Yeah. And, you know, came close in 04, had some wins, came close again in 08 after knee surgery. And uh, after that, I just kind of, I you know, I up here I was kind of maxed out. So I went and did some GNCCs in 09, um, finished seventh in the XC2 Pro class that year, and um, then went XC1 the following year. And then that's when Johnny series came out. And, um, you know, I figured, you know, what, why I do all this traveling when I can have just as much fun at home. And uh, that's what we've been doing, just doing that series and just having a good time with it. Uh, I got the whole family's involved. Um, my uh, my wife takes photos now. She's Moto Photo Two Nine on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find her. Um, you can also follow me at Samson Two Nine um, Instagram. All the other ones, um, you know, just having fun with it. Just doing. Just we've got our son, her son, my stepson involved. He's um, he won this mini B class a couple of years ago. Just trans, just getting into the big class now. We got him on a KX125, so we got a little two-stroke action going on. And uh, yeah, like I said, just having a really, really good time with it, and uh, just m making it a family event. Awesome. Well, that's the one thing I can definitely say we find everywhere. When we talk to people on the West Coast, we talk to people on the East Coast, even the ones that are centralized and a little bit more. Uh, interesting if you will like the meth 101 from last weekend uh mr cole hensley it, it definitely is always about the family and that's great to hear um that it doesn't change i think that's the one thing that regardless of what series or what coast you're 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 you know you're with um we yeah, definitely we, we probably got started doing this because of our dad and if not we're going to be the dad that's going to make sure our kids get into it and that it becomes yeah. a family affair because it really does I, i've noticed how much it's done for my family um, and for other families around here in Texas and a lot of the other states that I've been to. So uh, it's great to hear um, that, as you said, 15 years and all that kinds of stuff. It's just in the pro class. Obviously, you've been doing it for longer than that. And you've got your whole family involved in it. Um, so that's that's what I take away from all this is that you guys have gotten so much stronger um, and so much probably as a better family You're more, you know, through all this kind of crazy life that we live yeah. and all the throttle twisting that we do. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's like when we go away on the weekends, it's like that's almost like that's our family. <laughs> you know, our, our J-Day family is what we call it, and uh, it's it's true. Everybody's there, and we, everybody comes from all over New England, and just Jade, Johnny's brought this brought us all together and just to have a good time, and that's what it's all about. Hell yeah. Well, that's definitely, I know, we could take that for every single series. So uh, we definitely thank you for coming on the show tonight. I know we did have a little bit of a technical difficulty getting everything set up. But the good thing is, is now we know. So next time we have you on, when you talk about how badass you are, um, when you're a little bit older, but you're still wiser than me, um, <laughs> it, it'll, be, it'll be much smoother, right? Oh, absolutely. We got it all figured out now. And to to what's funny is that it's on my. I'm using my phone out of all this computer stuff around me. <laughs> <laughs> I made it work. Uh, you know? We're gonna have to write Google an email and say thanks for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you connect crazy ass bitches like us, and it's a good time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, keep us keep us in touch uh, with everything that's been going on with you guys. Shoot us an email again uh, if you could, and uh, give me your address. I want to send you some uh, seat time swag for being on the show, and uh, definitely thank you very much for your time and for all your great info, man. We learned a lot about J Day, um, and I, I'm yeah. I'm excited for it. So thank you. 
No problem. No problem at all. All right. Well, you have a good evening, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. Later, Bob Ripa. Later. <laughs> all right. That was awesome. We did. We got a lot of stuff uh, tonight from uh, Mr. Bob Santham. Um, one of the things, it, it seems like we've had trouble connecting with Josh. That's okay. We've got plenty more times this year to get everything set up. Um, but before we go ahead and close up the show, I just wanted to say a big shout-out to uh, Fast Company. Um, if you guys don't know about Fast Company and what they're doing um, in the motorcycle industry, you definitely want to find check it out and learn more about them. Fastco.com. So F-A-S-S-T-C-O. Dot com is where you can go to their website to learn more about them. But you don't just have to go to their website. They're all over. You can like them on Facebook. You can shoot them up on Twitter. You can find them on Instagram. Um, but if nothing else, what you want to do is you want to get on their website, get their phone number, and call them. Because the, that's the best way to learn more about Fast Company. They are not just making dirt bike products. They make a specific amount of products that they know benefit to having a better enjoyment on the dirt bike. Um, again, I mentioned them earlier. Two of those products are the Flex Handlebars. I run them after my shoulder surgery. Um, and, and I unfortunately only started riding them very recently after my surgery. Now that I am riding with them, I wish that I would have bought them a long time ago. I was one of the people that had the ignorance to say, oh, flex bars, who wants their bars to flex? Literally, that's what I thought. And I know a lot of other people who have said the exact same thing to me. Don't have that opinion. Call them, email them, talk to them, and at least ask questions. Um, I promise you they're going to have answers for you that are at least make you rethink um, kind of the way that you do feel about those if, you, if you're not completely sold on the idea. Again, one of the other uh, products that I love, opposed to having to try to use my uh, wrench as a tuning fork, is the spoke torque wrench. That has saved a lot of time and a lot of angst and a lot of question questioning on uh, if my spoke tension is correct. So those guys are... A great company. They're great dudes. Love hanging out with them. They invited us to their friends at Fast Ride um, back in uh, November. We had so much fun doing that. And uh, I'm sure if you start running their products and you give them a call and be like, yo, can we come? Yes, you can. I'm pretty sure you don't even have to run their products. If you just hit them up and be like, yo, I want to come to your friends at Fast Ride, you'll be able to go out there and uh, ride with them, guys. So thank you so much to Fast Company for their support of C-Town. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Before... We totally leave you guys. I want to mention again, I know Steven was looking for a picture and he found it. Uh, if you could bring up the tank picture that you had, Steven, this would be a good time. Um, so we have two days left on this. What we're doing is we've got this tank top. It's keep calm and brap on is the way as you should. Um, and with that, we're just trying to raise a little bit more money for seat time. This is specifically for credit card debt. Um, what you see in the background with the studio and some of the new equipment that we had to buy, um, there, there's no, there, it's unfortunate. There's just no way for us uh, in in the the little the little realm that we take up to to make a ton of money to put into this business. So we have to live. We have to kind of make uh, little items like this that we can sell. And this is Teespring is a way that we can fund um, little tiny uh, ways to try to get some some funding. So there is the tank. Um, it, it's got the seat time logo, keep calm, brap on. I specifically made it a tank top because I don't think people enjoy tank tops enough. Uh, if you're one of those guys who's like, ah, I shouldn't be wearing a tank top. No, you definitely should. And anybody who thinks you shouldn't, you tell them to shut up because they're stupid. Tank tops are awesome. It's the only way you should enjoy summer. If you're not able to be in a tank top during the summer, you need to move somewhere where you should be in tank tops, some awesome Sanook sandals, 
and uh, and maybe a couple of pairs of fly racing board shorts. That's the way you should do it. So again, it's hard to bring up because we didn't get a chance to prep enough. But it's Teespring T E E T E E Spring dot com slash seat time dot brat or dash brat B R A A A P. Is it? It's kind of there. Kind of. All right. So perfect. So uh, sorry to make that so difficult for you guys. Um, again, two more days. And uh, all we're looking to do is just make a little bit of extra money to help bring down the credit card costs so that we can get that to be a little bit more manageable. Um, and then we can keep bringing you guys some fantastic shows. Thanks for tuning in. Again, sorry for the technical difficulties. We really enjoy pushing uh, pushing the boundaries and not just having a regular old audio podcast. Um, I hope you guys get a lot out of the video. Um, again, bring us your comments. Bring us your questions. Bring us your thoughts. We want them. Um, we want to know what's going to make the show better, what you liked about it, what you don't. That's what we're talking about. Thanks for being in the chat room, everybody. This is Seat Time. You always enjoy a pint full of awesome. If you wonder where you can find more, seattime.co is the website. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We are on Twitter. The handle is seattime underscore CEO. Of course, we're on Instagram. It's just regular old seat time. Keeping that one simple for you. And uh, everywhere else, just remember to tag all your pictures, pint full of awesome, with the hashtag, of course, pint full of awesome, and be entered. Matt, Doug, good job. Congratulations on winning. We thank our sponsors, Fly Racing and Fast Company, for their support. Steven, thank you for being such a fantastic producer. Your beard's getting awesome. And uh, I'm specifically doing this intro or this outro so weird for uh, for Ryan Kudla. So if you're listening, make sure you let me know you hear it. Thanks again, guys. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Woo! Oh, it's going to be the pre-GNCC 2014 season, so it's going to be one not to miss. It's going to be awesome. Bye, guys.